2: Jesse Newell joins us from the Kansas City Star in Las Vegas. Jesse, how are you?
0: Doing great, guys. How about you?
2: We're doing well. So uh, covering a Super Bowl in Vegas, thats uh, you're out there for a long time. How do you uh, discipline yourself to keep your eye on the ball, so to speak, and not, uh, not go into those blackjack rooms?
0: Yeah, it would seem uh, it would seem tough. I know that uh, I think Patrick Mahomes has already offered the rest of his team the ability to come back later if they win the Super Bowl. Like, don't party this week or do crazy things this week. You know, if you win the Super Bowl, he'll he'll bring you back. You can have a good time and not worry about anything else. Uh, but you know, honestly, guys, we're uh, we're in an Airbnb here at the Star uh, down in Henderson, a little bit of ways away, and it's kind of a little bit closer to the team hotel, and so. Uh, we haven't made it down there too often other than to pick up our credentials, like the strip and all that stuff. But uh, it's it's crazy ride stories. It's crazy, crazy the media access you get. So a lot of this really, you know, I come to Vegas a lot, uh, you know, probably 20 plus times in my life. And, you know, you get excited and there's so much to do, but this just feels like a different trip. And so it almost is shocking when you look up and you see the sphere or the strip or stratosphere or whatever. And you're like, oh, I'm, I'm in Vegas. But Yeah, this week is going to be mostly work, and uh, we'll see how the Chiefs fare and uh, potentially get a little bit more uh, other stuff done when the Chiefs play the Raiders again next season.
1: Seems like, uh, and it may may be just proximity because we here are are closer to the Chiefs, uh, but it seems like the Chiefs are getting a lot of the talk uh, and most of the press and the publicity but the 49ers are actually favored in this game or at least they were the last time I checked yesterday so how do you kind of uh, reconcile the, the those two things are the 49ers kind of purposely staying under the radar or is that just how uh, the coverage is going this year
0: yeah I mean I, I think it's natural for people to gravitate to the Chiefs right now um, and they kind of embrace this villain role but They've sort of become whatever you want to call it. I know Vahe, uh, our columnist for The Star, wrote about the Chiefs' pursuit to be the world's team. You know, it used to be back when I was growing up in the 90s. It was the Dallas Cowboys. They were America's team, and it was Jerry Jones and Michael Irvin and Troy Aikman and Emmitt Smith. And the bottom line was either you loved the Cowboys or you hated the Cowboys, but everybody was talking about the Cowboys. And that's sort of what, to me, what the Chiefs have become. You know what I mean? Like, Travis Kelsey's on all the commercials. And if he's on the commercial, it's Patrick Mahomes on the commercial. If he's on the commercial, then – Andy Reid's getting his nuggies, you know what I mean? And so there is this kind of oversaturation of Chiefs stuff going on, and, and that's sort of the team that they've become. Uh, so it is an interesting dynamic where um, the Chiefs are kind of getting into the territory of what the Patriots were, where there, a lot of people hated the Patriots because they were good and because they were successful for a long period, and the Chiefs are starting to enter that realm. As far as the game goes and the, the line on this, uh, I thought it was an interesting article by Aaron Schatz of ESPN. Uh, he, about a week ago, he talked about um, the DVOA measure that he has, it's kind of the advanced stats, and how all of the previous 57 Super Bowl teams ranked, basically ranked all of them based off of how good that regular season and postseason were. And I looked at both of the numbers for the Chiefs and the 49ers. If the 49ers win the Super Bowl, they'll rank around 13th or so as far as Super Bowl winners of all time. And if the Chiefs win, they'd rank about 50th or so. Um, and that speaks to the regular season that both these teams had. The 49 regular season was much better. And over the course of the year, they were a much better team than the Chiefs were. But the reason this line is so slim and the, and the reason that you know, a lot of us think that maybe if you, even the wrong direction is how the Chiefs have played lately and the fact that they have Patrick Mahomes. And he has played three of his best games of the season in the last three games. Can he do it for a fourth time? it's really hard to bet against them at this point. So I think you look at that sort of thing, just big picture-wise, there's a reason why the 49ers are favored. Over the course of the season, they've proven to be the better team, but that doesn't mean much when you just get to the Super Bowl and you're facing a quarterback as obvious as he's ever been. And so that's the hope for the Chiefs, and if they're going to win this Super Bowl, it'll obviously be on the back. But their quarterback, potentially the greatest quarterback we've ever seen play the position, and right now playing at the peak of his abilities maybe better than we've ever seen him play before.
2: Jesse Newell with us from the Kansas City Star Chiefs and 49ers coming up in the Super Bowl on Sunday. So you're in Las Vegas, the glitz and glamour capital of America. Uh, There's so many things you mentioned about why the Chiefs are so notable, and we haven't even mentioned what I believe is the reason they're they're this notable. The biggest reason is because of Travis Kelsey's relationship uh, with Taylor Swift. She's going to get on a plane and come from Tokyo uh, to make it in time for the Super Bowl on Sunday. Uh, how much of the disdain for the Chiefs, even though it's hard for me to even fathom it because they're a boyfriend and a girlfriend from everything I can tell, uh, how much of this uh, added notoriety do the Chiefs welcome? Do they welcome it? Do they wish it wasn't there? What's, what's the overall attitude about, the, about this from the Chiefs?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think they absolutely welcome it. Obviously, the NFL does, and you guys probably saw a couple of days ago Roger Goodell had his you know yearly press conference, and the most questions he got about any topic was Taylor Swift. I mean, the NFL is, is loving this notoriety. It's, it's really fascinating. We were talking to Clark Hunt yesterday, Chiefs team owner, and I asked him about you know the, the Taylor Swift effect and. He talks about he goes to places and, you know, there's people that come up to him and say, hey, I, I was never really a football fan, but now my eight and 10 year old want to know girl, you know, girls want to know when they're playing because maybe Taylor Swift will be there. Maybe we can watch this thing together. And so, I mean, for the NFL, for the Chiefs, it's brought a whole new level of um, notoriety of attention uh, that they didn't have before. And, you know, I can speak to this. I mean, I thought that the chiefs were a big deal around these parts. And then I see some of the traffic numbers that things do when we write about Taylor Swift, and it's a whole different dimension. I mean, I mean, she is on her own stratosphere compared to the NFL and the Chiefs. And, and we're talking about the NFL is pulling in 60 million viewers uh, in a 200 million or 300 million, you know, person country um, for their AFC championship games and, and going to be even probably double that coming up in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I mean, at the end of the year, I, I wouldn't have anticipated that Vandy Fairwood come calling for an interview with Jesse Newell to see what his thoughts were for some sort of entertainment <laughs> piece. But uh, that's sort of how this thing has landed. And so I think the Chiefs embrace it. Obviously, Travis has had an embrace with all the media stuff going on. We talked to team president Mark Donovan earlier today, and he was pretty fascinating with his comments about how um, the Chiefs have always wanted to respect their relationship, but like not go overboard with it. Like it took them eight games before they showed her on the video board at Arrowhead. And they, this whole season, I've never played a Taylor Swift song in a stadium, uh, not wanting to maybe drive additional attention that she would get that she otherwise wouldn't. So um, they've been, been very thoughtful with this, but I think the Chiefs are fully on board. But as you said, uh, for a certain portion of the country or population, uh, they're going to equate that sort of attention and hearing about it with a negative sort of emotion. So um, the Chiefs are dealing with that, the NFL is dealing with some of that, but uh, the reality is the reality, and those two are dating and. Uh, she is going to be front and center in the Super Bowl, and you're right. It is going to be a reason the Chiefs get a lot more attention coming to the Super Bowl Sunday.
1: I have to follow up on that, Jesse, because he talked about uh, getting the, the call from Vanity Fair. How much of an audible – uh, if at all, I don't know how many other people are co- necessarily covering the Taylor angle. But, I mean, it's not just that they're in a relationship. Now it's like the relationship itself, right? They're kissing on the field. Taylor's whispering sweet nothings. Travis said something like, I've never loved anyone more. And people eat this up, right? I, I know it's not just Taylor fans. They're football people, too. So do you feel a responsibility to uh, take us inside of that relationship in some ways?
0: Yeah, it was it was weird early season to kind of figure out how to put your arms around it because uh, I thought I'll always remember we went to the Jets game and uh, in New York, you know, it's already New York's a big deal. Like there's other stuff going on in New York, and uh, we're in the press box and we're told Taylor could be walking by because that's where the owner's suite is, and like, you know, what are we? It was still new what, how do we cover this like, like are we supposed to take photos of her as she goes by like are we paparazzi or are we supposed to report that she's there like what how do we deal with this thing and then I mean, we were told like the new york post had sent a couple reporters of their entertainment reporters to the game like not sports reporters they sent entertainment reporters in case taylor Swift showed up and so yeah that is the sort of scale we're talking about here where uh, you know i can tell you from our traffic people say that they don't want to read it and it's, it's, they don't like it or whatever. And I can just tell you definitely from our traffic numbers that it's, it's not true. People do care about this stuff and uh, obviously uh, like to know what's going on. I mean, sort of a, an interesting subplot to this has been, or side story has been like every week she shows up wearing something different. And a lot of times that merchandise is clothing that is made in Kansas City at a shop that maybe is down the street from where you live, or maybe you drive by work every day and, and that's somebody, you know, your neighbor. So uh, this has kind of taken a, A global phenomenon, global superstar, and turned it into a very local angle to people in in this part and in Kansas City. So, uh, yeah, there has been some struggle to know how to deal with it. I know our Pete Gradoff, he's working actually uh, floor below me right now, writing some stories up for the star and and Lisa Gutierrez. They've done a great job of kind of remaining uh, sort of on that beat, if you will. But there's been a lot of attention and there has been sort of uh, a time where we've kind of had to get our arms around exactly how to cover this thing. But uh, yeah, there's we know there's attention and we know that the people are care about these sorts of things, and there's lots of stories to tell about Taylor Swift, just as there are about the Chiefs.
2: Uh, Jesse Newell with us from the Kansas City Star. Let's get to the game. Uh, what do the Chiefs have to do uh, to win, and what do the 49ers have to do to win? To me, Christian McCaffrey's a big key. I, I think uh, he could be a huge difference for San Francisco. That's not exactly thinking outside the box, but can the Chiefs uh, control him?
0: Yeah, so I think you're on to something there uh, for sure, Bob. I mean, for one, you just start with this. The big advantage the Ravens had over the Chiefs is they could run the football and the Chiefs struggled to stop the run. And then what happened? The game got away from the Ravens and they panicked. You know what I mean? So you come into this game, what is the big advantage that the 49ers have over the Chiefs? The 49ers can run the football, the Chiefs struggle to stop the run. And, and this turns into a game like within the game. You remember the Super Bowl last year where there were so few possessions because the Eagles held the ball and they just kept running clock and it felt like they had the ball forever in that game. And, and that's really where this could get away from the Chiefs. And so McCaffrey's a part of that. The other part I, I would mention to you guys is Steve Pagnell has been so good at blitzing this year. He brings it from all angles, from all positions. And there's a lot of different ways to beat the blitz, but one of those ways is basically just to dump it off to the, the guy that's come leaking out of the backfield. And we know McCaffrey's a playmaker. And that's why at certain times this year, you know, the Chiefs cornerbacks have been great. legarius Sneed, Trent McDuffie, you've gone know, on a lot with Jalen Watson. Uh, Joshua Waves has stepped in and done real well. But, you know, a lot of times you get the, the back out of the backfield and you've got a different type of player covering him. You know what I mean? Or he's coming, um, running into a blitz, basically, and you've got some free space to work with. So I do think that's how McCaffrey can impact this game. I think the 49ers just not panic. Even if they get down, they have to stick to running the football because the Chiefs team has had struggles on purpose because they defend the pass. so Well, they've had struggles defending the run and getting enough big bodies in there to, to sort of keep teams at bay in that particular regard. And then offensively for the Chiefs, I mean, they're facing a really good defense, but it's just a matter of can Mahomes continue to play like he's been playing. I mean, he's had, you look like a pro football focus, no turnover worthy plays in the playoffs. He's not put the ball in danger. He's made great decisions on third downs. He's scrambled when he's had to. But that's really been the big difference between Chiefs offense now and a few weeks ago is they kept making huge mistakes a few weeks ago, and then they got to the playoffs and completely have shut the turnovers off and have not made negative plays. So uh, for the Chiefs, you're relying on the home to be Superman again, but the last three weeks he's been Superman. So um, uh, he's got to pack his cape and be ready. But if he plays a really good game, then you still have to like the Chiefs' chances being able to pull one out, just like they did a year ago when their quarterback played amazingly and then was even less healthy than he is right now.
1: So I know Travis Kelsey is, is one of the obvious answers, but outside of him, who do you like kind of getting away from football a little bit in, the, in a setting like the Super Bowl? Obviously, it's, it's largely about football, but some of the media days, the funny questions are asked and people can uh, show their personality a little bit more. Who shines in that setting for the Chiefs?
0: Yeah, the Chiefs have got some some good ones and some some characters to go. The great thing about like today in the media sessions is they make everybody available, like all the coaches, all the players. So you can kind of get a little bit more uh, in depth with certain players. You know, I, I talked with Joshua Williams working on a story about him today, and he's a great one, guys. He's got a great story, uh, a backstory. He came from a D2 school, um, an HBCU at Fayetteville State a couple years ago, and uh, you know, four years ago, he's he's a guy that was. Nayville State did not play football in that COVID year when other teams were. And so for him to be able to make it through that, continue training on his own, and then four years later being a second Super Bowl, uh, you know, really good get really, really good personality. Justin Reed is a guy, super intelligent from Stanford, uh, speaks well uh, in these sorts of settings. And also, it's kind of interesting, he was a college teammate with Christian McCaffrey. So he was telling us stories yesterday about how uh, back at Stanford they pitted offensive players against defensive players and like agility drills. And it's kind of like uh, you go at each other in certain drills and you get a point for each one you won. And he said that he went against McCaffrey and at the end they were tied. So they had one more drill to do. And Christian McCaffrey beat him in that. And he said he's never let him let him down, but uh, that was the one player he couldn't beat in these uh, sort of team-based war drills when it came to Stanford. So uh, guys like that, I mean, and, and I mean, you have to mention Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes is just, He's great in these settings. He's, he's personable. He's down to earth. And uh, it's, it's pretty amazing that the Chiefs not only got an all timer in that, but a, a person who is up for the Walter Payton Man of the Year award and will win it one of these years because of what he does, not only on the field, but off the field as well. So they do have some good representatives um, when, when you have the microphones in front of them. And I think the other part you have to mention is they're used to it by now. I mean, this is not. A new thing for the Chiefs to be at a Super Bowl media day. They're very comfortable in their own skin here and I think you're going to see that throughout the course of the rest of this week and as they prepare for the Super Bowl if there's one advance they do have just like last week in the AFC the Championship. They've been here before and they're the team that understands these circumstances. So if there's something to glean from that, the Chiefs definitely will.
2: We always appreciate your time, especially a time where you could do be doing about 50 million better things. Thank you, Jesse, for coming on with us.
0: All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.